Boker Tov, everyone. Good morning. Continuing in Simon Kuf Tzadi Gimel, we've been discussing what what makes someone or makes a group eating bekvios. We've seen that if a, a group of three people eat together, then you're we're chayven a zimon. We've been discussing the laws of zimon, but they have to eat together bekvios. It has to be like together, like they, they they were established. The question is, is what happens if you're on the move? What happens if you're traveling? So almost not, the Mishnah Bura points out that Sif Gimel in Simon Kuf Tzadi Gimel, 193, Sif Gimel is almost identical to the laws of the bracha that you make on bread to begin, the hamotzi, uh, the, the, almost the identical halachas apply to zimun uh, at the end. The Mechaber tells us, let's say you're each person, you're riding on, a, on horseback. You've got three people riding together on horseback. Even though they didn't get down from their animal, you're each right. You're each on your own on your own horse. Modern day example: you're all riding, you know, motorcycles, and you're you're traveling. You didn't stop. You're driving, riding motorcycles together. That might be a little hard because on on uh, on animals, at least you can hear one another. That, that, I assume I assume that that's the case. You have to hear one another. It's considered b'makamecha, not a problem. However. Um, uh, but that's provided that they stop. I should actually clear that up. That's if they stop. So I guess the example, if you're on a motorcycle, if all three motorcycles stopped, but you're all on three different motorcycles, no problem. But if while you're traveling, that doesn't count. Um, the Mishabura says, well, what's the story about, let's say you're all on a boat. And he, or, or let's say, what about an agala? Let's say you're on a carriage. Let's say you're all in a, you know, a, a carriage of some sort. So, so it sounds like he says, if you're on a, if you're on a, in a carriage, Sounds like he's a suffix, maybe that does work. If you're on a boat, then it definitely does work. The post can basically explain what's going on over here. It's not a halachic idea of being in motion and, and something like that. It's, it's more an idea of like practically, they call it like sima slave. Are you able to concentrate and be together in a group? So if you're, I guess, on three different animals, but you're stopped, you're able to concentrate on what the other guy's doing. But if you're in, in motion, probably not. If you're on a boat, if you're on, it's really a matter of practicality. So if you're in a car, for example, or on a plane, for an, a very common example. So you kind of have to use your judgment. If you really ended your meals and you're all big fios, you're in one group, so then indeed you can do a zimun and that would be fine. The Ramah continues a very fascinating halach. He says, The minog is we don't do a, a, a zimun, we don't do a zimun in the house of a guy. And it's not so clear why that halacha is. And the Ramah says, when I think the reason is, because even though you might be eating all three of you together at the same table, nonetheless, you don't do a zimun. Why? Because we're afraid of the non-Jew. Why? Um, you're afraid of the non-Jew, and therefore it's considered in my mind that I didn't eat bekeva. And he explains, an additional, I think it's more of an explanation of what that means, is the concern, there's actually a concern of fear. Now, if you, again, as we pointed out yesterday, when you... Bench with the Mazuman, you're really supposed to bench out loud. The concern is if you're benching out loud, what happens when you get to something that's called the Berchas Ha'orchim? There's a, the Gemara tells us that if you're a guest, you should make a special prayer for the host. So we do that in the Harachamans towards the end. We'll talk about that a little bit later. It's in Reish Aleph. But the concern is you're going to leave out that harachaman. I'm not going to make a bracha. I'm not going to bless my non Jew, this guy. I'm not going to, and I'll change the Nusach, and the non Jew will hear that I changed the Nusach, and he's going to kill me. So therefore, we say that when you're at a non-Jew's house, it's not considered kvios and don't bench out loud and don't do the mezumin. The Mishra Bura says this doesn't seem to be the practical minog nowadays. And even in, your, in a non-Jewish house, let's say you're at a hotel or in some kind of public area, you still can do a mezumin. 
What about this last issue about reciting the harachamon? It's always confusing. You ever know at the end of benching, the harachamon, what do you recite? If you're in your house, you recite one prayer. If you're in orech, if you're a guest in somebody else's house, you recite a different prayer. What do you do if you're in a public area, a non-Jew's house, a hotel, somewhere in the middle of nowhere? The Mishra Brewer really gives two options. He says what you can say is harachamon yishlach lanu baracham meruba bahali chasenu v'yishasenu ad olam. I'm not sure why benchers don't have this prayer in there, but that's what he says is the nusach you should recite if you're just in a random place. God, may God send us blessing, um, great abundance of blessing in our travels and in our dwellings forever. He also, that's one option. He says option B is you can indeed say You can say And even though, let's say, the, it, it's, let's say you're in a public area, the balabayas might not necessarily mean the person who owns the house. It might mean the person who owns the food, the person who provided the food. So it's, if it's you, if it's me, it's someone who brought the food there, that would also be acceptable. Those are your two options. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.